Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. How you doing, Al? We had a... Well, we I was going to say we had a busy week. We didn't actually really have a busy week, but we did have a news... Well, I was going to say we had a newsworthy week, but maybe we didn't really have that either. But we did have a week with a Nintendo Direct. How you doing, Al? I mean, I'm fine. I feel like... You know, we I think we talked about it last direct where we were like, this is nice not having to stress about a direct and like stress about any news and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I knew this week we were going to be like, it's no stress. I doubt there's going to be Zelda stuff besides maybe the Amiibo. Um, so it was kind of like, yeah, no stress. But then it was like there was it just wasn't exciting at all for me. So and we're going to talk about it. But right. like, yeah, it just kind of made it like a eh, it was fine. It was a fine week. It didn't make it an exciting week like we're used to. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I, I kind of thought that we were going to get a direct like this, this last week or this right. upcoming week. I was like, I was pretty sure it's going to be one or the other. And um, and I was pretty confident that there would be zero Zelda stuff, especially in the wake of, of last week's, I guess, news or, or announcement that um, they are that Nintendo is not going to make Tears of the Kingdom DLC. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like even more solid of an answer than there's no plans. It was like, no, we are not. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, actually, I, I wanted to to cover that really quickly because um, somebody had, you know, sometimes when you get these answers, there can be slight, you know, slight translation problems or, or or something like that where maybe what the intended message was didn't exactly come across. Like we talked about last week when when uh, E.G. Anuma said that the dungeons and Tears of the Kingdom are going to be 
you know, quote, traditional Zelda dungeons, we mm-hmm. we kind of you d- you discovered that that's not exactly what he said. Um, however, the, somebody reached out to, uh, to actually NPR reached out to Aonuma to, to look for clarification on this no DLC. And he was, uh, he being A.G. Aonuma, was very, very blunt and gave us mm-hmm. a direct answer. Uh, quote, in Tears of the Kingdom, we were able to implement all the elements that we wanted to achieve in this world and this story, so there will not be any DLC. Please continue to enjoy the vast world of Hyrule. So, again, like, I, I feel like that's kind of too bad. I I get it. And I and I think, yeah. you know, I think that adds credibility to something that I said last week. I think it does. And we'll talk okay. about that at the end when we talk about everything after the Direct. But the, the main takeaway there, there ain't no DLC coming for, you know, uh, for Tears of the Kingdom. I find that, like, an odd sentence where... He's saying, yeah, we accomplished everything that we wanted to accomplish with the game. Therefore, there will not be extra content. And I I can't help but think, like, isn't that how you want it to be anyways when you make a game? You want the game itself to accomplish everything that you want. And then if you do DLC, it's extra. It's just bonus, you know, not, oh, hey, we forgot to implement this one thing in the game. So let's make it DLC. So I just find that comment a little odd and like maybe kind of off-putting, like, what other, in like Breath of the Wild and Age of Calamity? What did you not implement in the initial game that you wa- obviously wanted to? Therefore, you made it DLC. That's kind of what that I'm getting from that takeaway. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that you did everything you wanted to with Tears, and that we have no more that we have to speculate about. Right. I. So it's like I don't know. I'm in a weird spot with that statement. Okay, you know, what? I was gonna say this for the end of the show, Al, but you've you've let a fire me, so I'm gonna tell okay. you. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you exactly what that statement means because it does not mean what he said. But what I this is my interpretation. But I feel like you know, every now and then I I have a good idea, and I feel like I'm onto something here. I'm like a dog with a bone, and what what he said was we have achieved everything we want to with Tears of Kingdom. There's not gonna be any DLC. Um, clearly you could make DLC and expand on the story, expand, you, you can do anything you want. So like mm-hmm. you, that, that's, that's not a legitimate answer. Cause you can put in more done. You could do anything and people would have gulped it up, right? Like, mm-hmm. like 20 million copies sold. They would have, they would have made some money back on this. So it's not that they, I'm sure that it's not that they couldn't think of an idea. I'm sure that it's not that they didn't have ideas, even in, in tears of the kingdom that didn't make it into the game that they could have just tweaked and worked on and and made his dlc what i think he's saying is like we are not working on dlc because we're already moving on to the next project yeah and and last week al i came on this show the zelda cast and i said the next open world zelda will be available for purchase in the year of our lord 2026 and you were like, ugh. And everyone in our Discord is like, ugh. Corey Richmond was like, ugh. So go to hell, Corey. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I a side story here actually. So I was, I was talking to Corey. He's helping me out with something, and uh, and I and I promised to stop saying go to hell, Corey, on the show if he helped me. And he's like, no, 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 just say it more, and I'll help you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I got to work three of those into this week's show somehow. Um, so anyways, so so um, everyone was just kind of like, no, 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 no. That's that's a that's a rush timeline. And I agree. It is. It, it is a, a short timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think that there's a few things to keep in mind. First of all, is that um, we, we've, we've read and heard a bunch of uh, from a bunch of different sources that Tears of the Kingdom was more or less 
finished, like design, build, the world, gameplay-wise. It was more or less finished about a year before it released, and they spent the last year polishing up the Ultra Hand mechanics, uh, you know, just adding adding TLC where it needed to go. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe when Tears of the Kingdom was more or less finished, they split the teams into two. One team was adding in that pel- that polish. The other team was already getting to work on the, the Switch 2 developmental kit, getting the next Zelda, uh, kind of maybe just laying down, some, seeing what that, that, that console was all about. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's the case. And, and I really think that, like, because we're not getting DLC, I really think that that means that a new 3D Zelda is not as far away as maybe some of us might think. And I'm not saying that the new 3D Zelda is going to be as big as Tears of the Kingdom or even as big as Breath of the Wild. And there's an argument that it shouldn't be, actually. Mm -hmm. But, like, I I think that they're working on it because I think that they're going to need a Zelda game for the new console, um, you know, relatively sometime soon. Like, in in the first two, maybe three years at most. So I, I really think that... That's coming sooner than we think. And I think that's why there's no DLC because they're already starting to get to work on it. And I could be wrong. And fortunately for me, we'll probably never know. But uh, <laughs> that's my theory. And I, I think it's, I don't think it's too far out there. I think that that's like a, a legitimate theory. So in 2026, when we're looking back, Al, we're, we're, we're going to remember this. Is yeah, I'm right. I mean, I mean, it's a fine theory. I think it's fine. And, um, God, I just can't help like thinking about that turnaround time and just how stressful that might be for the people developing these games. Yeah. You know? And like like I get it and um but God, I I feel like oh my god, I'd be so tired and the the new game, the new Tears hasn't even come out, but I'm already working on the new Zelda game if your theory is right. So yeah, that would that would stress me out. But I mean, that's not to say that it's not happening. Right. So, I mean, fair enough. Um I feel like maybe Nintendo is kind of learning some things, um, especially because it really appeared like between Breath of the Wild and Tears, there was probably like maybe a five or six month gap there where they might not have been developed or maybe been like super early stages of developing the next Zelda game. But it kind of feels like they took a break and then we started seeing things like they were hiring for projects. So, um, yeah, maybe they just thought, okay, that this this six, five, six year release time is just too long and they need to. I, I think so. And they need to crunch it down a little bit. And I could see that being a thing. I just don't want them to start rushing it. Like, that's my worry. And I don't think that they'll put out a product that they're not proud of, you know? But yeah. it just... it just Sometimes the, the demand of, like, a product, it, like, there's consequences to that, you know? Just yeah. throwing um, it out there. So it scares me a little, but I like, I have faith in them, so... Like, like I wonder, too. Like, like I think what... What really took a long time for Tears of the Kingdom was the Ultra Hand mechanic, and, and to a lesser extent, like the Fuse mechanic. But like, I I think that those mechanics are really kind of what what pushed back the development on those games. Not pushed back, but like that that needed time. And I wonder if for the next 3D Zelda, they they maybe think, and this is probably an episode unto itself that we'll get to in the future. But like, I wonder if they're just like. I don't know that we need to overthink it. I think that we could probably just make a quality world, a quality story, a quality set of dungeons, and um, infuse kind of the best of everything. And, and maybe we don't need like this ability to fuse everything or to, you know, I even honestly, even like if they had like a couple, like I, I don't know if runes are here to stay or not, or abilities mm-hmm. as they were in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I, I don't know if that's gonna, you know, stick around or not, but 
maybe they're just like we don't need that and we can create a quality experience in a in an open world without that but i guess mm-hmm. that's you know that's for a different day um i will say that's my prediction i think that the new zelda is already being worked on by the team and that's why there's no dlc and i think that it's going to be out in 2026 but i also predicted that tears of the kingdom would sell less than half of breath of the wild and that <laughs> did not age well that did yeah. not age well at all Oh, yeah, boy. and um, which I'm glad for that that the game has been such a success and that it's highly rated and that it's like <laughs> pretty high contender for game of the year. Um, so I I'm like really excited about Tears of Success, despite some of the like critiques we've had about it, etc. Yeah. But I um, and I'm not upset that there's no DLC. I feel like I got my fill with Tears because like mm-hmm. it's also not like a brand new world, so I don't feel like I need more in that existing Hyrule. You know what I mean? I agree. So yeah. yeah, it's like we've already had that Hyrule for two other games, and so I feel very comfortable with what we've received, and I'm not heartbroken in the least. So yeah. I I do though. I think that Age of uh whatever it was like Age of Upheaval or Age of whatever. <laughs> Uh, new Hyrule Wars. I feel like that it potentially is. Oh my still god! On the what are they gonna do to time travel know. nonsense that game? <laughs> I don't know. But like, at least like this time, you go in and you're like clearly just like I don't care what they say. This thing is a spin-off, non-canon. Whatever. Be a playable character. In that. That, would be, that would be awesome, actually. Golly, that would <laughs> that would rock. Um, all right, let's talk about this Nintendo Direct that uh, that occurred earlier this week, and. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm just gonna. Here's yeah, just here's the it. thing. Here's the thing. This this Nintendo Direct had some some fine stuff in it, but mm-hmm. I mean, oh, overall, like this this Direct stunk. You know, yeah, it, it stunk. We normally rate it at the end of the episode, so I think we're both gonna rate it pretty low. Yeah. Um, I um, think I had like maybe two or three highlights, but yeah, some of the stuff I just like. Why are you showing this in a direct? Like, I don't understand. Well, um, I, I think I do understand. So, well, yeah, there, obviously there's a clear, clear reason, right. but it just at it's also kind of like it makes me feel like my end of the work week, where I have to like compile all the stuff I did in the week and <laughs> uh, tell my boss what I did, and sometimes <laughs> I literally like fluff it up just yeah. so it looks like I did a lot of stuff. That's what this direct game. That's the feel I got from this. That direct. is such an apt analogy. <laughs> that is so good. It, it is. It's just like. Uh, it's like when you're, it's like when you're writing a resume or something, like, you have, like, one job, but you're making it seem like a thousand things, like, coordinated yeah. the re- shipment of five billion pieces of paper, Daryl Philbin, or whatever, like, yeah. um, so yeah, I mean, this, this direct stunk, uh, but I, I think that's okay, actually, and I think that's okay, because over, I can't remember if I said it on this show, but over on Omega last week, I, I was pretty adamant that Nintendo was going to reveal the switch to this year. Mm-hmm. I, and I think after watching this direct, I feel more confident in that than ever. Now, when I say reveal, I'm talking maybe just like a, like a five, 10 minute video, maybe to show the console briefly talk about the specs. Um, I don't even know that they have to announce a release date. I don't even know that they have to say the price, but mm-hmm. show the console, show what it is. It, it, you know, very similar to to the original Switch announcement where like Mario was coming behind the curtain and like you remember that? Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Was that part of the Switch presentation? Because like it was not. No, it was not. Okay, it was when in I'm October. Thinking- when I'm thinking about announcing this, I'm like, I want a Switch presentation level announcement. 
Like, right. I, I see what you say. Like that that would that's more game specific. Like that was more like what is coming to the Switch on day one for yeah. you to play. Or like year mm-hmm. one, let's just say. Where I, I think that I think we're gonna get an announcement of like hardware wise, like just like showing what the Switch 2 is this year. And I and I last week on Omega, I was like, you know, depending on what kind of games we get at this direct, I think that could really influence that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh or or that not that decision, but like that. Um, my prediction, I guess, because I was like, listen, if we get a direct with like a bunch of ports, a bunch of DLC, a bunch of remakes, and a bunch of like NSO stuff, I think that that reveal is coming because, like, if you look at, you know, you've got games up until February, and then what? Nothing. Um, where I was like, okay, if they, if it, you know, if there's a one more thing and it's like a really cool new game or like a, they show like a bunch of new quality. Uh, IPs and franchises and mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. Like, okay, maybe this does have some legs. Maybe that announcement isn't coming until early to, to mid 2024. But man, watching this direct, I was like, I am pretty sure that that Switch 2 reveal is coming this year. Yeah. Before I mean, before January, like sometime this like, year. Like, not even with just like the fluffing that I was mes- mentioning earlier, but like another thing I do on my <laughs> weekly reports is I like reiterate stuff I was working on the past week, but I'm continuing to work on this week. Mm. Um, they they had, like, three games that they mentioned in last uh, the last Direct in this. And I'm like, we yeah. already know about this. You already told us last Direct, you know? So that was another thing where I was like, man, this is a weekly report. <laughs> um, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that there was one new first party title announced in this direct that it that had all you know there was a bunch of stuff shown but everything had already been shown uh already mm-hmm. um i think there was only one new title i guess i guess oh, technically two things. new titles I, um, I said three but there's four from last direct anyways continue anyway, my point is there, there's two titles that they shown and both of them are ports both of them are like enhanced <laughs> ports so i mean yeah. like that that kind of tells you what what you need to know Yes. Um, and, and I just want to clarify too, because uh, as we're streaming this episode over on twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast, uh, one of our buddies, Chairtube, just said, um, you know, thinking that that they're going to make a, an announcement in holiday 2024. I, I think that's probably when the Switch 2 releases, but I think that they announce it this year. And then it's, like I said, very brief, like five to 10 minutes, just what it is, the specs, what you can look forward to, and then say, like, please look forward to hearing more at, at a later date. And then maybe in like, mm-hmm. Maybe in like uh, January, we have kind of like what you were talking about, where you know this is what you're gonna play. And I think, I think, you know, maybe I take it back. I think that the Switch Two could be out by like summer. I really do. I really do. I mean, feeling like based on what we've learned about this direct and the games that are coming out, I think they usually they're like, here's what's coming out in the next three or four months. They kind of started saying stuff about June next year, like already. So to me, that I'm like, they're this direct was putting up what they have remaining for the Switch up until next summer, really, honestly. Besides, mm-hmm. like the extra DLC for uh, Scarlet and Violet and uh, Mario Wonder, and then that's it. And then we're ready for the the Switch Two. I mean, I'll say too, like I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. Let's just throw some some numbers and days out there, right? The Switch mm-hmm. Two comes out in March. Let's just say I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them also supporting Switch until like the end of 2024. I mean, you got a hundred million of them out in the wild, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think that like the second the Switch Two comes out, that means that there's nothing new right. for the Switch. I agree. So yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we. I know we didn't get um 
the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD port to the Switch, but I still wouldn't be surprised if that happens at the end of the Switch's life because the yeah, Switch was slow. It was it. becoming the next Zelda machine. Like Wii U had a lot of Zelda games, but now the Switch has a ton of Zelda games. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of try to round that off on the Switch. Funny story. I uh, do you remember a couple months ago when you and I were both sick and Moss and Goo filled in for us on the Hyrule Compendium? Yeah. And yeah. Moss was saying that he had my Wii U power cord there. I did yeah. look for a, I, I like months after this episode aired, I needed my Wii U for what I was telling you about before we started the show. And because yeah. uh, I've tried my Wii U before my Wii. And I do, in fact, have someone's Wii U power cord. <laughs> so I can oh, fire no. that bad boy up if I want to. But I hope I never have to again. I hope you're right. Um, okay, let's talk about this direct. And uh, let's just start at, at the top. So we got some DLC for Splatoon 3. I thought it looked pretty fun. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't play Splatoon, but I really liked the pastel pink and purple colors yeah. of the, of the, whatever it is that you're shooting. Yeah, I've, I've played Splatoon 1 and 2, and then I got the Octo expansion, and the Octo expansion is incredible. It's, <laughs> it, like, I, I think, like, as funny as it sounds, Splatoon would make, like, a really, really awesome platforming game with shooting elements into it. Because right mm-hmm. now, it's, it's kind of like a competitive shooter with, like, platforming elements to a degree if you play the single player mission but the octo expansion was a big uh it was a big solo player uh you know really fun expansion and um and i'm pretty sure that splatoon 3 is going to be the same i i haven't picked up splatoon 3 yet i probably will at some point like down the road i thought this dlc looked pretty fun and Mm -hmm. um yeah, I, I it didn't have a cool song though, like the Octo Expansion. You remember that song, like that they played, like dun 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 dun. I always feel MC, like Splatoon has dun, dun. a theme music, so I thought it was fine. The music was okay, but you're right, probably wasn't as hype as the other ones. Yeah, so it looked good. Uh, looked solid. It was a solid way to start off the the direct. So uh, we got one piece of DLC. No new games. Woo! <laughs> Mario versus Donkey Kong was announced. Yep. You That's know, a port update. It by is. the way. So this so. is this is a new game. This was not announced beforehand. However, it is an enhanced port of the first Mario versus Donkey Kong game for the Game Boy Advance, I, I do believe. Yeah. So it's got it's got better graphics. That's great. Um But it, I, it, it's a Game Boy Advance game, so didn't look like there was a whole lot added to it. Uh I've I, I have to admit I've never gotten into Mario versus Donkey Kong. They look fun enough, but I just mm-hmm. I haven't got into it for whatever reason. And um yeah. I feel like a game like that has new meaning and new life after the Mario movie. You know? Oh my god. You you could tell that like by this direct alone there was like 18 Mario games announced. So it's like holy yeah, this smokes. This was a direct for Mario fans yeah. and for following up on the Mario movie. So yeah, yeah. you could tell. But I just it, it was kind of funny cuz I was like I never knew that game existed and then the fact that they're kind of bringing it back post Mario movie when there was like some Mario versus Donkey Kong feels in that movie. I was just like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I would play Mario vs. Donkey Kong if it came to NSO. I, I'm not going to shell out money for the new one. Even though it's mm-hmm. cheaper, it, it costs what Metroid Prime cost. Actually, I think it's a little bit more expensive, which is which is nuts. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. This it was, this was solid. It was, it was fine. Again, it was like, okay, that's cool. Um, let's continue. Uh, I didn't write down every single game that was announced, by the way. So if I skip I mean, over uh, anything, then then you yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I did. Um, okay, so the next thing that really caught my eye was the new Prince of Persia game. This looks awesome. Yes. Now, this yes. was already announced beforehand. But holy right. smokes, this looks wicked. It's a Metroidvania. This looks so awesome. I can't wait to play this. Um, 
uh, I forgot that this was previously announced, but I, I've always loved Prince of Persia series, but this is like a side scroller, which is super cool. And, um, also it's a different character trying to find the prince. So, and his name is Sargon and he looks wicked. He looks sick. So I was like, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is a great third game for this, this, uh, direct. So I was kind of pumped at that point and like ready for more. <laughs> I don't think it was delivered, but I was excited about that one. Um, yeah, I, I thought that this game looks looks awesome. I can't wait to actually like play it. Uh, I'm gonna cover this game for Inspired by Metroid over on Omega when it comes out, so I'm, nice. I'm pretty excited. And it's coming out soon. It's coming out in January. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty hype. I thought that this this was one of the coolest games of the entire direct actually, and, and yeah, we already knew that it existed. Um, <laughs> what's your stance on the Prince of Persia movie, by the way? You ever see that Jake Gyllenhaal? I thought it- yeah, I've seen it, and it's been a long time. I would have to rewatch it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little, like, strained. Like, maybe the, like, dialogue and the acting wasn't the best, but I thought it was fine. Like, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I'm fishing for you to ask me what I think so I can plug virtual theater. Okay. Hey, Andy, what did you think? Well, Al, we covered that movie over on Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shaped them. Actually, we covered this, like, like three years ago, so... Uh... Yeah. It's a, I think it's a fine movie, actually. It's uh, It's like, it's not, it's, it's kind of funny. I do remember it getting a lot of heat, but I, I always thought it was kind of like, it was okay. It wasn't like, yeah, it was, was okay. it brilliant, but it wasn't awful. It was like a, a lesser Pirates of the Caribbean, which, yeah, yeah, whatever, that's fine. Um, okay, Mario RPG was up next. Again, we already knew about this from the, uh, from the previous Direct. Yep. Um, they, I guess they added in some new group attack moves. Which is which is fun, but mm. I don't you know I don't know if that's enough to sell me on buying this game that I already own like on on a bunch of different consoles. Um, mm. And I there's something about I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this because I I said this last time, but there's there's something about the graphics in this game that are too polished. Almost. Yeah. Like, have you played Mario RPG, like the first one? I haven't. I'll say that I don't know what it is about the graphics, but something about it bugs me too. And I think it's because the characters don't have any necks. I think it really weirds me out. I like, don't, they- I don't know what it is, but like Mario <laughs> RPG, like for the SNES, it like it just has this very distinct, like I don't know, like isometric, pixely style, and like this this new one just looks it looks a little too polished a little too like 3d model almost like I would have liked mm-hmm. them a little bit more scrunched and like more I, I don't know how to describe Maybe that's it. what they tried to do and now they don't have mix I think they <laughs> did they I think they tried to capture that that style as best as they could and like it, it does look great it just it, there's something about it that doesn't quite like click with me I, and I don't mm. I can't explain it but uh, okay you know I don't know I'll, I'll probably pick this up eventually. Um, okay. So, so this next game that was announced was, uh, I, as soon as I saw the main character, Al, I was like, I know I've seen this girl in super smash bros. Like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And, um, I already forget her name actually, but like the character's name was trace, I think. And she was from a DS game called, um, well, I forget that too, actually, but it's like the trace, (laughs) it's the trace collection. You know what I'm talking about? The girl, with the silver hair. Um, yeah, I thought her name was games, Ashley. Maybe it is Ashley. From- I, I don't know. I think the game was called Trace. Okay, that makes sense. It this is this combo here is called Another Code Two Memories, yes. and it has the first. It's a port of the first game. I and I'm just saying this because I'm pulling it directly from the direct, not because I actually played this. But there's also a sequel that was never released in North America that they're releasing with it. Hmm. So 
That's kind of cool. You know, I, I thought that this game sounded kind of cool. I, I can't say that I'll probably pick it up, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's cool that like uh, this game is coming. But uh, again, if you're if you're keeping count, we have got uh, one pack of DLC, one port, two ports, three ports. Yep. So, uh, and, and these are just Nintendo games. So let's yeah. let's keep on going. We do have a new game, and um, it was already announced, but we we got our first real look at it, and mm-hmm. that was Princess Peach Showtime. You know what? This looks fun. Looks. I fun. thought it looked really cute, really fun. I don't think I'll play it, but no. I I like I like like the idea of I'm saying like a lot. I like the idea of Princess Peach, you know, transforming into these different versions of herself. I thought the Sword Fighter Peach was super cool. Yeah. Um, and then you Detective Peach, and obviously there's more, uh, there's more going on with the the transformations. But I think it's like really cute and fun, and looks very sweet. Yeah, I you know listen, I, you probably already know this diatribe that I'm about to go on here. But if there was one thing I was sure of, I was like, I know in my heart. That, you know, if, if this is the kind of direct that we're in for, and I thought it was, I know that there's one particular scoundrel that's going to show up because he always shows oh, yeah. up at the end of a life cycle of a console when they need some kind of game with a gimmick. And of course, I'm talking about that pink loser Kirby. And um, I was sure that Kirby was going to rear his ugly head in this direct. And he didn't actually, which I was pleasantly surprised about. But he kind of did with this Princess Peach game. Cause, I, mean, I this, see what you're saying. This Princess Peach game is, is more or less like a Kirby game, right? Just obviously without Kirby. Which, it, right. which it makes it far better immediately. Yeah. Taking forms, different forms. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And she's pink. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I get where you're coming from. Um, but we do have a new game coming to the Switch in uh, in March. Uh, so that's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Next game up was this RPG called Saga Emerald Beyond. Oh. Um, if I remember right, it looked very Octopath Traveler. Uh, ish. But yeah. But I really like Octopath Traveler, so it's kind of hard to see another game be like it and me be like, yeah, I want to play that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't got Octopath Traveler too. I want to pick that up. Oh yeah, I haven't gotten that either, but. Um, next game. I thought this was actually pretty cool. I'm not going to play it, but like the Tomb Raider three pack. And I, I really like the new, I like, like the new graphics. They look new, but they look retro at the same time. I think it looks great. Yeah. I think it looks good too. I love that you could change between the two. This really took me back because my dad used to play Tomb Raider and like some of the scenes I remember watching him do. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that uh, I thought that this looked fun, and uh, you know, for fans of the OG Tomb Raider, that's uh, that's pretty cool. You know, I've played the new Tomb Raiders, um, mm-hmm. like the the Rise of the Tomb Raider and whatever, and they're pretty good. But they're they're missing like a a charm and a lightness to them. They're they're too gritty, too dark, a little bit. Mm. And I I don't know. This one looks this one looks fun to me. Um, okay, so Detective Pikachu returns, and he returns on October sixth. By the way, so pretty quick. Um, so, I don't know, this might be a dumb question, but is Detective Pikachu Returns, like, a sequel? Yes. And then, but it's, like, the same plot as the movie? No, I don't think it has anything to do with the movie. Uh, Detective the Pikachu movie, on the, the 3DS the had had more to do with the movie. It was similar. But it's you, Detective Pikachu, and Tim working together to find Tim's dad. Yeah, you know. That's the movie plot. <laughs> 
I can't remember if you find Tim's dad in in the first, the first one. one. I can't remember the oh. plot of the first one, to be honest with you. Okay, like, that's why I feel I'm like I feel like I'm dumb for asking this, but like it's not no, a no, new no, no. trotted story. Um, yeah. So I'm like, how is it a sequel if it's really kind of the same? I can't. I can't. I saw you two in there too. Yeah, that you know, I'm surprised that they didn't get this game out like much sooner to coincide with the movie. Yeah, like it. This feels like. That's I mean, what I mean. That's this feels like saying. it came out like two years too late, right? Or maybe yeah. even longer. Yeah, um, 2019, I think, is when that movie came out. Yeah, so like, it's not like this game is like visually, you know, it's not like it takes a lot to to make Detective Pikachu returns. I'm I'm assuming. I don't know, but um, somebody yeah. educate me if I need to be educated on this topic. But I just feel like I was like, oh, I would imagine that we would have a different kind of story than. Tim and Detective Pikachu looking for their dad. Mewtwo's involved somehow. Right. You know what? Maybe, uh, I think actually, I'm just trying to jog my memory here. I think that the first Detective Pikachu game, you go through most of it assuming that Tim's dad is, is not, like, around anymore. And then at the end, you find out that, that he's alive. Okay. And Mewtwo is involved okay. in the ending of that, too. It's been a while since I, since I played it. I can't say I'm going to get Detective Pikachu. Like, I think, I think it was a fine 3DS game, but, like, I'm, you know, for 30 extra bucks, like, it, it doesn't look like it's going to exactly, it doesn't look like the most ambitious game anyone has ever seen. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there was, like, the part I loved about it is, like, Pikachu talking and he's, like, drinking his coffee and he's, like, yeah. you know, if you want to get things done right, you have to wake up early or something like that. I just thought that was cute. But, like, again, I was, like, I was, like, this is the same plot. Like, I already know, I feel like I already know what happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, but... And that is two new Nintendo games that are coming out. Again, both were previously announced, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, at least we do have some new content coming out. It's coming out like a week and a half before Super Mario Wonder, too. Oh, Seems okay. like uh, a little, little close there. I don't think they anticipate this is going to go as well. Like They're going to be like, ah, no. this will just be fine. Yeah, I don't think the yeah. expectations are too, too high for this. Uh, this next one here, Al, holy... I thought I, <laughs> I thought I had taken acid watching this. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Uh, I was just like, why are they? Why would they decide to show this game? <laughs> I you know, I'll be honest with you. Of everything in this direct, this one actually kind of stuck with me as as we were leaving, and I and I'm talking about Trombone Champ, which so dumb. I guess this game's been out for a while already. Oh, okay. Um, on other platforms. This looks like, this looks buck wild, this game. There's like, I saw somebody playing Britney Spears Toxic uh, in, in Trombone Champ, and uh, I don't know, this this kind of gave me similar vibes to Snipper Clips. Have you ever played that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I feel like this is worse, though. Like, hey, you know, this is like a great idea for a game, and I get it. It's just, I don't feel like it's direct level. Like, you're showing... This, like, kooky game that's probably a lot of fun, but you have, like, really awful trombone playing. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just thought, like, I'm over here, like, show me Sandrock. Sandrock deserves a spot in a direct. That's coming out in November what for the that? Switch. It's it's a sequel to My Time at Porsche, which is a building sim, like, management kind of game, like like ah. uh, Stardew. Um, I feel like that deserves a spot on a direct over this goofy trombone game. I, I think people are still like bitter over that direct from a couple years ago where there was like that one, was all just farming one sim after another after another after <laughs> another. So yeah. I, I don't know if that 
I think that's still kind of kind of hurting. I mean, it. to be honest, like Porsche, it was very broken, but it was still a great game and it had a fantastic post-apocalyptic story, like on top of it. But Sandrock looks so much better, so I, I'm like really proud of those developers, and I want them to get a spot on like one of these news things, but they're not gonna. So that, so I'm like, no, right. uh, no offense to the to the developer of this trombone game, but I was like, what the f? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> you know? I, I think that this could be like a fun game to get like you know absolutely <laughs> slizzled and then play with your buddies like i think that could be kind of fun let's bring it to the marathon next year <laughs> okay i'll buy it for a buck or two for sure let's do it That's good. um all right let's let's move on to so we've got the uh this is the the quality nintendo direct montage that uh that came next which is yeah you know some, some upbeat music and then flashes of games that nobody really cares about although i will <laughs> yeah. say contra was in here and that's kind of cool okay i don't know anything about contra classic nes snes kind of shoot them like action side scroller like game it, yeah i don't know it's yeah. like it, it probably you know if it was released today it would probably wouldn't you know hold that was... many special places and hearts but uh yeah you know for back in the day i feel like it was kind of fun just to go around and blast aliens and stuff okay there you go I mean, like you said, this is kind of the montage with Battle Crush, War Tales, Contra, and then to wrap up that montage, Unicorn Overlord. Yeah, what was this again? I don't it, know. This, this is an RPG just, by Atlas, and it looked like so, it was so serious. like So intense. The world is on the brink. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn. It had like a really cool like story kind of yeah. deal going on, and then at the end, Unicorn Overlord. I was just like, oh, jeez. Unicorn Overlord Triangle Strategy Octopath Traveler like Again, what are we doing here? No offense to these developers. I'm sure these games agree. I don't know. I, you know what? I, who knows? Maybe that's maybe there is a Unicorn Overlord in the game or something like that and it's actually appropriately named, but it it looked like kind of cool, so. but then all you can remember is that ridiculous name. <laughs> and it's just like okay, cool. <laughs> right on. Um so next up was another port Another Mario game, although I'm pretty excited for this one. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which they have renamed Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, which oh, I kind of okay. don't like. Okay. I mean, I never played the original, so I didn't know that was a rename. I was just like, oh, cool. Luigi's Ma Mansion 2 Yeah. It was, it was called Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. I'm a big fan of, like, subtitles versus numbers in my yeah, games. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but, I mean, this looks awesome. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm hoping that it's, like, the same price as as Metroid Prime Remastered. I think, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I own it on 3DS. I probably won't get it, but it's really, if you've never played it and do not own it on 3DS, I cannot strongly encourage you enough to buy this game because it, it it's awesome. It's so mm -hmm. much fun. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be good. Um, and then we got a uh, an announcement about the Nintendo Museum. I feel up. like this was a highlight for me, even though they didn't give us, like, hardly any information. Yeah. But Pretty it's a cool. Nintendo museum. It'll be completed about March 2024 in Japan. And I think that's, like, I think that would be such a cool place to go to. I mean. Dude. My brother-in-law just came back from Japan, Japan, actually. And he's not, like, a big Nintendo head like I am. But, man, that would have been cool. I, I might have to make the pilgrimage to my holy land when this opens. <laughs> yeah. I, I it know, sounds maybe, really cool. I'm maybe excited we could plan to see, like a like, ZD Japan trip. That would be. Oh my be cool. god! But that was yeah, that'd be wild. But like, 
uh, I don't know, just the idea of it sounds really cool because there's like, honestly, sometimes you forget that there's such a big history with this company. So, like, years plus, yeah. So it's just like, really? Yeah, they started as just... a as a card um as a card company in like the 1800s. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, they... damn, that's even longer than I was thinking. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh they got quite the history. Um So yeah, we got some Amiibo announcements. Uh yep. New Zelda Amiibo is coming out in uh, what did they say? November. November 3rd. Looks pretty looks pretty cool. Um, yep. Um again, there was like uh I was expecting them to be like, okay, here comes the new Amiibo. This is what you get for them in the game to kind of like reignite. People be like, oh yeah, tears, woohoo. Mm -hmm. But literally they were just like, November 3rd. And then they moved on to the next Amiibo. <laughs> Which is, I, they were like, here's Sora from Kingdom Hearts. And it was just like well, a big So I thought that towel. was actually... <laughs> they had two uh two Xenobrig Chronicle 3 amiibos which I didn't really care about but like the Sora one I thought was cool because what it they said is that that completed the lineup for Super Smash Bros Ultimate. Mm. All there's all all the characters have an amiibo which I think is pretty awesome it's, actually. It's pretty wild like uh Like can you imagine having that collection and you're like this is my Smash Bros Ultimate yeah. collection. I mean that's we're talking cool. like almost 10 years later like the the first yeah. amiibo came out in 2014 that's uh that's pretty wild. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there, to me, there hasn't been a series that lost as much luster as Kingdom Hearts over like the last 10 years. Like yeah, when Kingdom Hearts a... 2 came out on PlayStation 2, I feel like that series was like, man, it was popular. And then like, they just had all these dumb releases. It took forever to, to make Kingdom Hearts 3. 3. Kingdom Hearts 3 yeah. came out and it stunk and like, I don't know. But I yeah. guess people like it. So there we go. Okay. This next thing was pretty cool, and I have to admit, I had I had it spoiled to me that there might be some F Zero news, but uh, we got F Zero ninety nine, which is a battle royale F Zero game, and you know, it's not exactly the F Zero game that a lot of people were asking for, but seeing F Zero anything, I think, is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I wish that we could have got this as a port instead of the other GameCube game that we got at the end of the show, which we'll talk about when we get there. But uh, yeah, this was this is this is cool. Okay. I haven't actually played it yet, but I'm going to. And if if you have NSO, just download this game, even if you never intend to play it, just so that Nintendo could see like how many downloads it's got. Okay. And maybe make us a new F Zero game. I don't know. <laughs> were you were you hyped at all for F Zero? You're not really. No, an F -Zero I fan, mean I was. I saw it, and of course I thought of like because I've never played F Zero, so I thought of Smash Bros. and like the F Zero, uh, right. locations. Oh, and Mario Kart too. Like, you know what? I had uh, is there one a thought. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's I a couple. Thought... There's okay. Big Blue. There's Mute City. So I like F-Zero. Right. I, I played every F-Zero game. They're really fun. Gotcha. Um, and people keep on saying, like, oh, they, they don't want to make another F-Zero because they already have Mario Kart. And it's like, first of all, okay, it's not that they don't want to make an F-Zero because they have Mario Kart. They don't want to make an F-Zero because the games don't sell. Like, if, mm. if F-Zero sold, like, decently well, they would have F-Zero and Mario Kart because they're, like... Not even close to... Like, they both are racing games, yes, but that's like saying Super Smash Bros. and Soul Calibur are similar because they're mm. both fighting games. But I was kind of thinking, like, man, you have as much, if not more, name value in Captain Falcon 
then you do F Zero. They should just make like a Captain Falcon game where he's just like that would make more sense to me. Right? Actually, he's just like a yeah. bounty hunter. He's Falcon punching bad guys. He's like he's doing some cool stuff. It's, it's kind of like it's like Star Fox Adventures or maybe Star Fox Assault, where you could get in your car, get out, and you like go. It's a three D action platformer. You can even have like have Samus at the end of it just to tie in. <laughs> you know that that would be that would be cool. And that wouldn't be like ridiculous either because they're both like realistic kind of you know series. So there you go. They should do that. Um, okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, so I was feeling pretty good, actually, when F-Zero was announced. And then, man, this next couple of games just, like, suck. It was like a Metroid landed on my head and sucked away my life force. I was watching this. <laughs> oh, no. And no offense to League of Legends. It's not my... It's just not my thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, these here. games, I was just, like... I could feel myself melting from disinterest. And I was like, I do not care. Let's move on. Don't care. And they like they spent a long time on these League of Legends games. And you know what? I'm gonna even sit here and tell you that I really liked Arcane, but I did not like these games. I was like, come on, like, come on, let's let's I go. Thought, I'll be honest, but you guys know that I like the farming sims. I thought Bandletail looked really cute because it looked very like simmy. <laughs> Um, and then the song of Nunu, I think it was called, that looked like, it was kind of weird. It kind of took me back to, like, Jack and the Power of Juju vibes. So, um, you never heard of that game? No. <laughs> okay, great. It's, I pretty, <laughs> it's a, like a 90s, early 2000s PlayStation game, I'm pretty sure. But okay. that's the vibes I got from it. The second one, I was like, meh. But the first one, I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. I'll probably never, never play it. I don't have any interest in League of Legends either. But I kind of like the idea of them in that IP kind of branching out from League of Legends because like the game game because I've heard it's very toxic so maybe mm. it's giving fans other outlets for that series you know I kind of like that idea yeah uh, I don't know I'm sure the games will be fine I'm sure they're they're good like quality games and fans will enjoy them I just it's just not my thing yeah and uh, I was just like next and mm -hmm. it seemed to go on for a long time and unfortunately what came next was WarioWare which I, I have to <laughs> oh admit, God. I'm also not really into. Um, I, it just looks so, like, intentionally goofy. And I, I mean, I yeah. say that knowing exactly what I'm saying. But it's like, but it feels so forced how goofy it is. And it, I'm just it's like, It's a little ah. bit too sophomoric, I think. Or like, yeah, like I just, I don't have an interest. Like, yeah, I just don't have an interest in. Yeah, in, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I played the, the first WarioWare again on NSO just to see, I was like, Am I missing something here? It's been a long time. I've rented the game when it came out back in the day, and I was like, "This sucks." And mm -hmm. and I was like, "Am I just missing something?" And it's to me, it's just like a worse version of of Mario Party. I mean, it makes me think of um, what's it called? One Two Switch with like some of the mini games. Yeah, kind, kind of, of deal. kind of. But like, I liked One Two Switch. They had a lot of fun little gimmicky. Some of them were goofy too, but like, there was some really fun ones that I've really enjoyed playing with my brothers. But with the warrior, Wario like paint on it, like just intentionally being like that twelve year old mm. humor. I'm not really about that. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I just I'm not into WarioWare like like at all, unfortunately. And I and I know some people are, uh, which which is great, but um, but yeah, not not for me. And uh, I don't know, it's another new Switch game. I feel like at least, but like mm -hmm. I feel like WarioWare is almost. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's on the same level, but it's it's got kind of that similar Kirby vibe where it's just like, okay, we need a game. We need something like we could slap up not not just one gimmick, but like a bunch of gimmicks on. Let's just release WarioWare. Why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, what I want is a new Wario Land game because those are actually really sweet. Okay. And I encourage everybody to... Uh, it's not on NSO yet, but if they ever put on Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land, that game is awesome. It's like, it's really fun. And okay. uh, not like WarioWare at all. And it's he's more Wario's more of like a greedy kind of anti-hero and not this like goof that he is in the Wario games. And there's yeah. none of the other like... There's none of those other characters like Ashley or whatever. It's just Wario and Captain Syrup, and that's all you need. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, WarioWare, uh, it's coming out soon. I can't remember when, but it's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, okay, there was uh, Day of the Diver. I can't remember what this was about. I wrote it down. Dave, I... Dave the Diver. He yeah. goes down and dives and grabs his fish for sushi, which I thought was, like, it's fine. It kind of gives me... Um, uh, what is that game where you go into the dungeons and then you put the dungeon, like the monster Moonlighter? bits in your shop? Moonlighter. Moonlighter yeah. vibes where you go and you get your materials to do the sushi, which, I mean, it's fine. It's like the same formula, but like I don't have an interest in that. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of like, and at this point I was looking at the clock and I'm like. Yeah. I was like, how much longer is this going to be? And like, there's a couple other things that they've, they wrapped up the direct with, mm -hmm. but even like this next one that we're going to talk about, I thought it was like so lame, especially considering it's the final. And I'm yeah. talking about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the final, the wave six of like the bonus stuff. Right. I yeah. thought it was kind of a bummer. Like here's your final wave. And like, it wasn't fantastical at all. You got to play as Diddy and Funky. I mean, that's that's something. I guess, but I feel like you could have done that in a different wave. I feel like, I don't know, for the final one, it just felt like a like kind of a wet blanket that they were just like, this is the final one, and you get like a couple things, uh, Peach Head. I'm like, you already have Peach and Pink Gold Peach and Baby Peach. Like, you, hold on, can you explain to me the lore of Peach Head? What what is Peach? I don't again? know the Peach Head lore. I just didn't like they just announced her, and I was like, why? There's already three other peaches. Okay, hold on. So, so the hat turns people into et, right? Because Bowsette and I didn't Toadette. Know that. I don't know. Or, that you remember word. the Bowsette meme that like took over the world and stuff like that? And yeah, Bouette. I remember kind of like being on the outer circle of that and being like, I don't know what that is, and I don't care. So, I believe that that came from this hat that you would put on to like this hat could transform people into like a, a peach character, I think. But and it came from Toadette, like the hat. And so I'm watching this, and I was like, I was like Peachette. I thought that like, I thought that like Peachette was his regular Peach. Like I thought that yeah, I thought that, that it turned other people into Peach. I don't Isn't know. that just her hat? I don't know. Somebody's gonna have to educate us again. I don't know. Just to me, it felt like they've had all these waves coming out, and every time you're like, oh cool, oh I remember that track. And maybe somebody did have that feeling with this. I remember those tracks. But for me, I was kind of like. Yeah, maybe Diddy Kong was the only like one that I was like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, that's yeah. exciting. But I've then... been pretty I've been pretty like under underwhelmed with, like the entire Mario Kart thing to be honest. Probably cuz I'm not like a, a big Mario Kart guy, but like I really feel like it's like does anybody want to play as like baby Rosalina? Like, come on, give us like give us like Samus, give us give us yeah, Fox McCloud cool. or something. Like, come mm -hmm. on, give us like a Give us like a Earthbound racetrack or something like that. Like that's <laughs> when I'm going to be excited. Give us a Diddy yeah. Kong racing track for God's sakes. I just kind of feel like if it's your last one, you would want to have something in it that would make people yeah. be like, oh my God, this is like, this was such a great thing they did with all these six waves of Mario Kart, whatever. Yeah. I was watching this 
And, uh, and Corey phoned me on my phone. He's like, this is the best direct I've ever seen. And I was like, go to hell, Corey. And, uh, and <laughs> That's then, not uh, real. <laughs> and then we moved on to the next game. Uh, so the next game was Among Us, which is getting a new level. Yeah, it's like a Does mushroom Among Us only related. have one level? No, it has a couple now. Um, That's what I thought. I haven't played since it since it initially like was growing traction a couple years ago during like COVID times, but um, and it's a really fun game and like the the mushrooms look alike a lot of fun, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I can see that like I feel like a lot of people kind of lost their interest in Among Us and maybe they're just trying to like re. Like, I think hash so. That. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it seemed like that was like the trending game for a very short time, like. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun when you get enough people to play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still have it. Like, I, I, I enjoyed, like, when we played. I just didn't mm-hmm. know what I was doing. I just don't but, like being uh, imposter. It stresses me out because, like, then you have to lie, and I'm not a good liar. So, like, well, I'm going to lose. I with you. I know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I think I would excel as the imposter, actually. I've never been uh, given that privilege. Um, So, this this was actually the the penultimate announcement in this direct and uh we we were getting to the end of the direct and then they were like okay we've got one more thing to show you and and i was like okay and i have to i have to say so i i went into this direct expecting very little i was like there's no way that they're showing twilight princess or wind waker but i i was i did think it was no not for that i did think that it was possible in the realm of possibility that uh, because as, as I'm saying, like like I think that uh, that the Switch 2 is going to be revealed and released like early next year. And I think that it makes sense that Metroid Prime 4, which, you know, that game's had a whole saga, is clearly a Switch 2 game now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that game probably comes out at the either the launch or very shortly after the launch of the Switch 2. So I was kind of like, you know... I, I think there's a chance that they could release Metroid Prime 2 and 3. Not like not like remastered like the first one, but like kind of like what they did with Pikmin 1 and 2. Where mm. it's just like they were just kind of upscaled ports and it was like, here you go. They're 30 bucks on the eShop each or something like that. And I was kind of like, I, I think that that's like not completely unrealistic. So I was kind of hoping a little bit. Again, I, I can't say I was expecting it, but I was hoping. And as, as we got to the this announcement, I was like, there's no way that they would end a Nintendo Direct with Metroid. Like, there's there's no way. So I was I was a little bit bummed out. And then they said there one more thing, and um, and it was pretty cool. It was it's a it's a remake, not a remake. It's like an enhanced port of Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, which is the best Paper Mario game. Um, a lot of people would say it's the best RPG Nintendo's ever made. I'm, I might even be one of those people. I, I think it's like a really, really, really strong RPG. I like it a lot. I love the game. Um, but I don't know. Like, it, it didn't uh, It didn't blow my world, you know? Yeah. I mean, personally, um, I don't mean to say this like that Mario is bad. I just feel very indifferent about the Mario series. Like, if there's an opportunity where I it, like, comes up and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll play it. But, like... I don't really get that deep into Mario. So to me, I was like, oh, this looks like it's cool for people who really liked this game. I do know that like it was a popular Mario game. And so I was just like, this is cool. But for me, I was just like, yeah, this kind of this this kind of like right. wraps up this direct absolutely where I'm like, eh, this was now, indi- I'm indifferent and it's fine. 
I, I do want to I want to throw a couple uh, a couple things out here because uh, I want I want to just like for for the record like Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door is fantastic. It's such an awesome awesome game, and if you've never played it, you should play this game because it's easily the best Paper Mario game. Like it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that's like kind of on the same level is the first Paper Mario, which I've been playing on NSO actually before Tears of the Kingdom came out. And uh, so so that being said, like yeah, I, I think. Like, if you've never played it or you haven't played it in a, in a really, really long time since 2004 when it came out, you should get this because it's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Um, I guess for me, like, I, I played it not that long ago. I During COVID, I went on, like, a GameCube game buying spree. So I, I picked up Thousand Year Door, played it, loved it, and, uh, and I was just kind of like, you know, I, do I want to buy this, like, again? Like, and it doesn't look that much... Like, it doesn't look that much different to me. And and that's kind of the problem is, like, like the, the Paper Mario art style is so distinct that it still looks really good. Like, even the first Paper Mario looks fantastic, and it's an N64 mm-hmm. game. So it's like, this they, they might have done some, like, I don't know, ray trace, frame upscale, resbit, whatever. But, like, it doesn't look that much different to me. Like, how hard is it to make a 2d paper game look better i i mean i don't know i I have no idea but uh i i think that like i was kind of like okay like that you know that's fine um Mm -hmm. and i was like kind of thinking too and and i had the same thought with mario rpg where it's like you know for a full price game i'd really like for there to be like some extra stuff added into Mm. this game um you know, and if Mario RPG was like, if it was the price of Metroid Prime Remastered, that's fine. If it like Paper Mario, I don't know. Like I, I think they need to add something to maybe up the value a little bit, or or maybe not. Maybe that's just me. But uh, you know, I I kind of was just like, and again, it's it's because I just played it and I just bought it and uh, and whatever. But um, yeah, I, I was kind of like, yeah, I really love this game, but it's this didn't blow my socks off. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is how people who aren't like hardcore Zelda fans feel about all the Zelda HD or remakes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> They're just like, it's not really worth the the full price game. You oh, know? I, I know for sure. And we're people, over here like, we're gonna buy it. It's fine. <laughs> people in Omega ripped Skyward Sword HD, like ripped. It. Oh yeah. It, I mean, it, I would say that was probably like the least. A like it looked crisper, but it didn't have a lot of bonus stuff as compared. I, to, like, I think Twilight Princess Wind was Waker. worse. Okay, fair enough. Um, but but I, I couldn't argue with you. It's not like they added a bunch of stuff. But they right. did change the way that you could play it, which I, I don't think counts yes. for nothing. Right, I agree. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's not like they overhauled a bunch of different things and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of people that are just like, oh, this is ridiculous. Why would you buy this? It's a, yeah. you know. No, I get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Um, what are you going to rank it, like, or rate it, or grade well, it? Well, you know, I like Mario, okay? I really do. I like Mario games, I think. So, like, if you like Mario games, you probably like this Nintendo Direct. But I'm looking here, and I'm like, okay, so the big announcements. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, played it, own it. It's a 20-year-old game. Uh, WarioWare, don't really like it. Okay, next. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, played it, love it, already own it. It's a 10-year-old game. Uh, <laughs> you know, Princess Peach, you know, that one at least is like a new game that looks kind of fresh. 
but it, it's too much Kirby for me. So like, you know, eh. <laughs> but at least I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Mario RPG, played it, love it, own it on a million consoles. Not in, not enough new to convince me to shell out big money for it. Mario vs. Donkey Kong, played it. Well, I haven't played it, but like, you know, it's an old game. Uh, again, you could probably, I, I know I could get the original for nothing. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, there, there wasn't like, you know, usually you watch, <coughs> excuse me, usually you watch a Nintendo Direct and you're just like, there's at least like one or two things that are announced that Direct that you're just like, man, I'm excited. Like, I'm really hyped. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that there wasn't anything because like, uh, you know, Prince of Persia looked cool. Prince of Persia, yeah. F-Zero was cool. Um, yeah, I mean. That's the, it. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like, this Direct stunk. It's uh, it's the Direct that's coming in the last legs of the Switch's lifespan. So mm-hmm. it, it was full of exactly what I thought it was going to be full of ports and DLC and NSO and um you know just kind of underwhelming stuff and i i was prepared to be underwhelmed but i i think i was even more underwhelmed than i thought i would be yeah but uh, like i don't think that's the worst thing in the world nintendo's clearly holding their big guns the new 3d mario the new animal crossing the new mario kart those games are probably close to done and they're they're on the switch too so like i don't think we're gonna have to wait like that that long to see those yeah um which will be exciting yeah i'm excited for the next era of nintendo but this is the this is the ending era of uh, the Switch, I guess. And I know that I'm looking forward to like I haven't gotten them yet, or the at least the first one. But I am looking forward to the DLC for Scarlet and Violet. I'm hoping that'll kind of reignite and make me feel better about that game. Hmm. Um, and maybe I'll get the Prince of Persia. But there's like not a lot else I could think of. Um, and then for that direct to kind of tell me until June. That that's all I can expect. I'm not, like... It wasn't, like... Like you said, it was just kind of underwhelming. And I would probably grade it, like, a D. Like yeah. Like a low D. I, I think I'd put it at a D. But, like... If, if this was a direct, like, two years ago, this would be an F. Like... like yeah, F. I agree. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it, like... You know what? I'll give it a C-. minus Because... Even when there's, like, not a lot. I remember when we had that, that direct yeah. that was, like, the first one after a long time. You know? After the COVID kind of years. And I remember I was like, there's not a lot that I'm excited for. But they made that direct so hype. They were so excited to get back into it. Yeah. And this just kind of feels like, oh, the Switch is dead. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I mean, that's the takeaway. Like, you, you watch this direct <laughs> and your takeaway isn't like, man, there's all these exciting Switch games to play. It's just like... Man, we really need that switch too. Like we need to, (laughs) we need to get that. That's why I'm like very steadfast in believing that like they're going to reveal it this year. I really think Mm so to at least tell people and and, uh, everyone's just like, oh, Andy, Andy, they're going to, they're not going to sell these consoles, these switch consoles over the holiday if they do that. And I'm saying to you, who cares? What is there? What is there to incentivize anybody to buy it over the holidays? I, I like a, a Mario Wonder, I guess. Like the, it's not like there's not games. Like the, Mario Wonder will sell, Mario RPG mm-hmm. will sell. But what I'm saying is this: like Nintendo sold three to four million Switch units last quarter. They'll probably sell, I don't know, ten at Christmas time or whatever. But like, if I'm Nintendo and I and I want to get people excited for the Switch too, I'm I'm willing to say I'm willing to show it off early because this lineup is pitiful, and mm-hmm. say like you know. We, we do have these games to hold you over until May when the Switch 2 comes out. Please enjoy them. 
Um, and maybe if someone is just like thinking of buying a switch at, at Christmas and instead is just like, well, I'm going to save my money for the switch too. And maybe you sell 5 million switches instead of 10. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Isn't that what you want people to buy the switch yeah. too? It's still like, it's still at the end of a six year run right now. So like, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, not like you need those sales to, to make your money back on the switch. Right. I mean, this thing is sold yeah. hundred million units. This, for God's this sakes. is a very successful console. You don't need, I mean, more is great, but you don't need it. So yes. You might as well start gearing up for the next big thing. And, like, even if people are kind of, like, on the fence about buying a Switch, I would still recommend buying one. There's a large, large library with the Switch that is fantastic. And, obviously, with a new console coming out, I plan on getting it, but there's going to be a small library at first, I feel like. Unless they are instantly, like, online migrates over there and you can get the same stuff over there as you can on the Switch. Which probably would be a good decision. Listen, if you don't have a Switch by now... It's because you don't want to switch. You didn't want and, one. and and yeah. Princess Peach Showtime and <laughs> Prince of Persia are not going to be the reason. Yeah, you're just like you know what? It's time to get a switch. Like uh, I know that they already showed off the switch too, but I gotta play this Princess Peach game. Like it's just, it's just not <laughs> that's not it, right? So like mm-hmm. I really don't think that there's that much harm, if any, showing the switch to before the holiday season because like. Those games like Mario Wonder, Mario RPG are going to sell regardless. And it's not like the it's not like the Switch 2 is coming out like in January. We're probably still talking several months into 2024, but like to yeah. let people know that like there's stuff coming and there's stuff on the way and like you know, if you listen, if you if you want to save your money and spend spend it on the Switch 2 instead of the Switch at Christmas time, okay, that's fine. I I think that's like a good long-term business decision. And it's not even yeah. like, it's not even that, that long-term. We're talking like couple months like come on right i'm i should just start saving my money now how much do you think it's gonna be well so we we uh we ran over this on omega last week there's a bunch of leaked specs on the switch 2 and if those specs are to be believed it's a very powerful console that's exciting i i but but (laughs) that means that the price is is gonna go up one of my favorite memes is like when people talk about tears. They're like, "This is such an incredible game for something that's played on a toaster." Yeah, well, <laughs> I think uh, I think it would be how much was the Switch in American dollars when it launched? I paid five hundred bucks for mine when it I came it out was with, with four, Breath of the Wild, like three ninety nine maybe. I can't be sure because I bought right. it seven years ago, so or six years ago. Um, um yeah, I think it was. I think oh, it was 300 Switch American was 300. because I paid yeah, 500 300. Canadian for the Switch and for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So I, I would probably guess it's going to be four to 500 bucks somewhere in there. Yeah, I hope they're not going to. I don't know what the Xbox was doing, but when I was getting my PS5 and I know this is like two years old at this point, but like I didn't realize there was two different versions. One had the disc version and one had the yeah. like it was just just download i didn't realize that was a thing and i thought it was weird that it was like 50 dollars more and i'm like i'm gonna be at... well i just thought that I was mean, really it weird. is more but then you have to buy like all these sd cards and stuff like that so it's it's not it's not really saving you a bunch in the long term especially if you're downloading a bunch of like big open world games that yeah which you know. take up your spot like because all the games that i've been playing on the ps5 since i got it in christmas time had been open worlds there's some that i've had to like get rid of because i was Mm. done with them and it did take up my space but like anyways and the point was i was hoping that nintendo doesn't do something like that where they have two separate consoles and one has like some reason it's more than the other i guess i don't know 
you know, like, I, I OLED could see makes them, sense why it was more. Yeah, but... I, I could see them doing that where it's like it's like they almost release like a, a light model that only plays handheld, and then they have like mm-hmm. the OLED and or whatever it is, like the those kind well, of LED differentiating yeah. factors. So we'll see. But yeah, that's what this Nintendo Direct told me is that this this Switch Two announcement is not that far away. I I really think it's coming sometime this year, maybe October, maybe November. Maybe December, I, we'll I don't know. See. But I'm pretty well, sure it's coming. We'll um, okay, so we put out a tweet on Twitter asking you, the listeners, for your uh, fan questions. It can be about Tears of the Kingdom, it can be about future Zelda games, it can be about the Switch 2, it can be about the state of Nintendo, state of Zelda. Anything you want, go and ask us a question, and we're going to answer it next week. So, uh, yeah, if you uh, if you please would, would feed us those cues, we'll give you some A's. And I think that's I think that's all she wrote for this week, Al. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna get out of here. Of course, uh, you guys know the drill by now. Check us out over on Twitter at Spateri316 at Allison Aletha and at the ZeldaCast. Uh, we're over on Patreon as well. We've got the ZeldaCast top tens rolling out. We just uh, we just pumped another one out this month, which was a lot of fun. So make sure that you're subscribing to check that out. Uh, and speaking of subscribing, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. And yeah, we're going to be back next week answering your questions. Make sure that you get in on the action. Uh, it's over on Twitter. We'll, the, 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 the tweet, easy for me to say, will be pinned on our profile. That was difficult. Oh, boy. <laughs> that means it's time to get out of here. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Bye.